0: I just don't personally have an interest in selling things like selling things isn't where the interest is the interest isn't in inventing and so the selling follows because it has to you can't just invent things and just do nothing with them
1: hey everyone this is the Zara from max pro hi i'm linda and i'm paul
0: and we're Lovin' pebbles
1: hi this is lopa vander from rasa and you're listening to, and you're listening and you are listening to, to the ECOM, e-com show, show. Welcome to The Ecom Show, presented by Blue Tusker, the number one place to hear the inside scoop from other e-commerce experts, where they share their secrets on how they scaled their business and are now living the dream. Now, here is your host, Andrew Mapp. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Ecom Show. I'm your host, Andrew Mapp, and today I am joined by Amy Leinbach, who is the co-owner of Big B, Little B uh unfortunately the other co-owner is sick right now and that's okay marlo uh we will we send our regards um but amy thank you so much for being on the show i 100%. love starting these off um let's do the stereotypical thing pretend no one's ever heard of you blah 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 tell us a little bit about your background about the business how you guys get started and we can go from there
0: um yeah i don't have a background in anything to do with what i do now um, I, <laughs> I used to be a voice actor. Nothing wrong with
1: that. <laughs> right?
0: Self-taught all the way. Uh, I used to be a voice actor, um, special educator, and I've been doing this full-time for you know a while now, I guess since 2016. Um, started the business based on a product I created for Marlo when she was a baby, um, which we don't sell anymore because we're not focused on baby goods. Um, But then, yeah, it it grew from there. And I'm an inventor. My daughter's an inventor. So the products that we sell are our own um, patented innovations. And uh, it's been about every year or so we come out with a new one, And uh, for better or worse, depending on if you watch Shark Tank. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah. And so, um, yeah, my, my daughter, who just turned eight, is my um, is the co-owner of this business. I'm the big B. She's the little B. And uh, yeah, we we she's the inspiration. And as of last year, she's one of the inventors as well because one of our products, the marker Parker, was truly invented by her. And we developed it together. And uh, yeah, and and now we're about to launch uh, a new product very very soon. So hmm. yeah. Yeah.
1: What is currently the top seller?
0: So it is. It is still, I'd say, Scrubby. Um, scrubby mm-hmm. is a silicone scrubber that I developed for her when she was two and a half to help her learn to wash herself. Um, it's you know, it took off immediately. Um, that was the product that helped us grow like a hundred percent year over year until supply chain completely broke down, um, and we were without that product for quite a while. Um, which in a way helped some of our other products catch up and things like that, but it's um, back in stock now. Um, came back in stock just a short while ago, just the beginning of quarter four of this past year. Thank goodness. Um, but uh-huh. Marker Parker is really starting to take off. So it's a relatively new product, uh, so yeah, Scrubby's still the one that's in you know hundreds of stores and all
1: that. So as you uh, have already mentioned, you're on Shark Tank. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I try not to harp on it for too long.
0: Yeah it's, always,
1: yeah. it's always like the same questions it's over and same. over again, but what, uh, so obviously you were on the show. What made you decide to be on the show? What was it like being on the show? What's life been like after the show? Um.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it was just, uh, it was kind of just for us. I mean, I don't mean to diminish it, but it was one of you know a great milestone. Um, I'm very lucky to be connected to an incredible group of inventors, entrepreneurs, and um, so many of my friends had been on the show, and uh, it was kind of like I don't mean to say it was like a rite of passage, but in a way. So um, yeah, my friends just really encouraged me to go on the show, and and uh, I knew of course that you can't buy that kind of advertising. You know, we're a self-funded yeah. business, you know, no investment whatsoever and you get in front of millions of people and you know, we're we're very lucky we were on Good Morning America too and the, a couple of times in the view and and every time that happens, you know, you get a big boost and you know, it in a way it opens some new doors, you get some new contacts and things like that. Um, and so it was you know, she was she was seven and a half. We just it was this season, so it was this past summer. She was seven and a half when we went on. And you know, when she came out with her invention, there was no way I wasn't gonna do it. You know, what kind of like insanely proud parent doesn't talk about their kid <laughs> all the time, want to show everything, right? So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna wanna show it to millions of people. And uh so we did. And uh that's an experience that You know, we'll have forever a crazy, unique, amazing experience. And we focused on making it fun and bringing our A game and just letting it be the unique experience that it was.
1: Nice. And how has how has it been post Shark Tank? I know that you were just on this past season, so I'd imagine you probably haven't re-aired yet. So it's probably Um, just the one episode so far.
0: Funny timing, funny timing. So we aired on October 21st. That was, you know, just the, what, three months ago or something. And we just found out yesterday we're re-airing this week. So yeah. So, okay. Uh, Getting ready for that because, you know, you asked just before, like, what it's like. You know, you get, fortunately, you get a big rush of traffic and Mm. that's fantastic. So you know, the next couple of days are just kind of preparing for that and just making sure everything's all cleaned up. And um, so that's cool. That's what's yeah. happening. It,
1: it's got to be nice to get a warning that you're about to get a big rush of traffic. I know sometimes <clears> when <throat> we talk to sellers that like randomly go viral that they weren't expecting and they just weren't ready for it and the site just basically, improved. yeah.
0: <laughs> and it, it definitely happens, you know, because a lot of times I won't even know what happened, right? All of a sudden you're just like tra- traffic and you're like, okay, somebody shared something somewhere and I don't even know where it is or, you know, what what happened, yeah. but like, okay, let's, let's do this. Um, so yeah, it is nice to have a couple days of warning. That's yeah. That's good.
1: So you also mentioned, you know, you're on the view, you're on good morning America, obviously, you know, before the show and everything, I, I kind of do some digging and go to your site and the amount of, uh, press that you have gotten is astonishing there's not a lot of yeah. brands that are your size that have mm-hmm. been on th- those shows and then uh i should write them down but you have like uh, right on the homepage. there's got to be a good 15 20 different yeah. publications and shows and stuff that you have been on so do you have a background in pr no. or do you have a pr oh. comp like I know, uh, I'm guessing being on Shark Tank, you then get reached out by people, but were were some of those pre-Shark Tank?
0: They were all pre-Shark Tank. Those were all, oh. yeah, they were all pre-Shark Tank. And, um, you know, it's so funny. Like sometimes I get people reach out to you and you think they're fake. Um, like <laughs> I, I was listening to the, I hope I'm pronouncing it, pluffle guys who are on your show who, funny enough, we actually taped the same day. We were in the tram together and we're chatting. Oh. Uh, great guys. And, um, and they were saying that like when they heard from Shark Tank, they thought it was fake because they hadn't even really started yet. And so some of those things just kind of come and I'm like, I never know what's real, not real, whatever. But I'm, you know, I try to be a respectful person and I always reply. And, um, and funny, cause some of them are expensive opportunities. And I'm like, yeah, it's not for me. I don't, I can't pay, you know, we can't pay for, yeah. for for press, but you know they come in and they saw somewhere, and you know some of them have been customers. It's Really funny, like the scout for some show was like, "Yeah, you advertised to me or something," and I barely advertised, but like you advertised to me. I have a two year old, and we love your product, so I thought I'd reach out, and so that's how some of it has happened. But you know, as far as some of the things that I'm always very open about, what I'm good at, and what I'm not good at, and it's it's funny you ask. If I have a PR background um it's it's honestly like marketing and that side of things is is one of my greatest weaknesses. I feel like it's great to have gotten the press, but I can't take credit for it and yeah. it's definitely one of the things I really struggle with do fine, but I do not like feel like I've confidence and it's not the strength yeah
1: so, so how how are you getting business right now? You mentioned you're doing a little bit of advertising, but what is your your marketing strategy?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, when I say like minimal ad spend, I mean pretty minimal. Um just starting to do TikTok, a little bit of TikTok. Um it, that's really that's really nice. I was really scared of it for a while, didn't understand it, wasn't on it as a user. Um, but I've I've started to do some TikToks in a way that kind of work for me. Like I like to do behind the scenes stuff. That's I'll talk about product all day long, right? And behind the scenes and and mm-hmm. I love to help people create their products just for fun, not like I have a side hustle or anything. Um and so kind of finding a bit of my stride there, let's say, and I'm noticing a lot of traffic come in. Um a uh, lot of word of mouth. Very, very grateful for that. We have customers who come back who say like anything you create, I'll buy, you know, and um, <laughs> and they buy as gifts and things like that. You really can't beat word of mouth, right? Yeah. Um, I'll say that my efforts really depend on the product itself. Fortunately, when Scrubby's available, it kind of does its thing. You know what I mean? It just rolls. It's got a good Amazon ranking, you know, all of that. and And I just let it be. Um, that that product's in major retail as well. Um, Marker Parker, this year, we've learned quite a bit that it's it's the big draw for it is preschools, preschools using it in the classroom. And we we saw that, that pretty, pretty quick. So that's mm-hmm. more of, um, let's say, like a groundswell, very like grassroots reaching out. Preschool teachers reach out to us. They got it as a parent. They want it for the classroom. And so that's like a very different way of selling that we're learning. Um, and build a straw. Um, that's a very point of purchase product because it's a silicone reusable straw. You know, you, you need it when you need it. Um, and then the new product that's coming out, um, the fun part is, is in the first couple of months, we'll learn, you know, we'll learn where it's where it's going to be successful. Fortunately, I have a lot of retailers who are just ready for it, which is great. Mm-hmm you know, they, they like our products and they're ready. And we have the relationships with buyers and, and they're ready for it too. And, um, but how it succeeds, will it be brick and mortar? Will it be Amazon? Will it be, um, we've never done affiliate marketing, but we're going to try. Um, will that be where it really shines? Um, we get to see, and that's part of the really fun part about launching a new product, at least for me.
1: So you're, uh, you know, you're not as common of a an e-commerce seller that we've worked with on the show because a lot of sellers, uh, you know, they're either a they've sourced some product that they found you know somewhere and they were like, all right, this uh, I'll sell this, or you get the ones that know of a product that currently exists and they're like, I can probably make this better. Right. You're one of very few where you're inventing something completely new. It does not exist. There's not like another type of version of the market park or anything like that. Like right. it's just, that's it. How do you come up with these ideas for things that just don't exist at all? And actually not only go from the idea, but all the way to getting it created and then selling it.
0: Um, so I would say I can't turn it off. Okay, and it's really funny. You have you have a kid, and you start to see the same habits. Whether it's nature or nurture, I don't know, but it's funny with her too. It's the constant need to just problem solve. Like, okay, this isn't working. And and my husband jokes that it's just I'm always building efficiencies into things. And so I think that that's how the inventions come to me. But as far as inventing, I'm just. I think I'm fearless. Like, I'm like, okay, if it doesn't work, like I'll start prototyping. Put a little money into it. I do. Very rough homemade prototypes. You know, like that's how I start. Mm-hmm. I don't think in two D. I think in three D. So I'll throw it together and it's like doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know, it, that's fine. And if it's starting to work, I'll take it a little further. Take it a little further. And um, like it's said, I'm I'm self taught, and so there was a steep learning curve in the beginning. Like with my first product, I made a ton of mistakes, wasted a bunch of money. Not a lot in big picture, not a lot of money, but you know, money I would not waste now. Um, I'm very quick to market now where I wasn't before. Um, I'm better at assessing whether this is going to sell, um, earlier on. Um, but for me, I just don't personally have an interest in, in selling things. Like selling things isn't where the interest is. The interest is in inventing. And so the selling follows because it has to, you can't just invent things and just do nothing with them. But uh, yeah like now like one of the things I think of so early on in the inventing process is is it going to catch somebody's attention in a three second scroll like if they're scrolling past an amazon listing or they're scrolling past a facebook ad you have a few seconds to catch their attention and the first product I mentioned that it was a very unique cushion baby bath towel that that people really fell in love with, but they did not understand it from a picture. They barely could understand it from like a 30-second video. Like You needed to understand the value prop. Otherwise, it just looked like they a funny-looking towel. And so would I have made that again like now? No, because I knew I wasn't going to catch them. So I'd rather take something that I've thought of, that I know solves the problem, that, um, that I'm going to catch their eye, and they're going to get it. And so, like with the new um, product, um, it's a, it's a massive improvement on a traditional silicone bag. I've been working on this problem. This is probably the problem I've been working on the longest. This is years. I'm like, there is a better solution to food storage, you know, no lost lids, enough of that, no difficult to clean, all, all of that stuff I've been working on. But when I went for, when I was thinking of it, I was like, it's got to communicate so fast. And, and that's when I went for it. You know, so that's in that way I'm thinking of selling now, before even bringing something to market, whereas I never did before. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the school of hard knocks teaching me that.
1: What is uh? What does Marlo think of the business?
0: Um, she loves it. She loves being an inventor. She she's you know, it's it's so funny to to see the spark in her. Um, and I and I'd say. She knows so much about business and product development, and her eye is so developed it cracks me up. She will call out, "Oh, I think this was a mistake in manufacturing. Not sure they should have done that like she'll tell you like so much about the materials she can tell you she can tell you." the durometer of the silicone we're using in a given product because she's genuinely fascinated by it. And so is she excited about the business itself? I don't know. I mean, fine. You know, what? it hurts like yeah. whatever. And she's just lived with it. But as far as like the products and developing the products, yeah, she loves it. She invents yeah. every day. Are we taking them all to market? No. <laughs> in the same way we don't take all mine. But uh, she loves. she loves the process. Yeah.
1: What is the end goal with the business?
0: Such a good question you're asking me at such a good time. Um, it's, it's hard to say right now at this jun- juncture when I'm, when I'm launching a brand new product. But if you backtrack to sh- when we stood on the stage in Shark Tank, and um, I, don't, I genuinely don't remember what left was in the edit and not, but, um, but I was going for licensing. I really wanted to do licensing. The, the thing is, is, like you can tell, I have a passion for the products, and I want them to be as widely available as possible. I don't have much of an ego about, I have very little ego about myself and my brand and it needing to be like mine. It's like I wanted, you know, the soft shell, the new product in every home in America. I want the Marker Parker in every elementary school and preschool in America. And there are companies that are, you know, these are established selling channels, you know, to schools. Yeah. Um, and um, if they can do a better job at distribution, then um, then that's the path I want to take, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, do I want to sell the company now? No, definitely not. But you know what I mean? I don't see those as like, oh, I'll sell. No, I I want to license... The products to the right partner for the product, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I'm looking at now. And I've never, I know nothing of licensing, nothing. So, um, so now I, you know, uh, once I get past launching this product and es- establishing it, in the next, like, let's say, couple of months, then hitting the ground running, teaching myself licensing and and all of that, and and we'll see. And if you ask me in six months what I'm doing with the business, then my answer will probably change
1: because <laughs> I, we'll be like,
0: <laughs> I feel like that's like what happens, especially through COVID. You know, COVID and supply chain nightmares and all that stuff. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't know necessarily, but that's the goal. I'll tell you now that's the goal. <laughs>
1: So is your thought to teach yourself licensing and, and go through the process, or are you thinking maybe just hiring like some kind of consultancy around licensing or something no, like that?
0: Me, me with guidance. It's, it's just, if it's not learning, it's not fun. You know what I mean? Like there's certain mm-hmm. things I have no interest in learning and that's usually to do with data. Uh, but just, <laughs> no, thank you. No numbers. Uh, give me hives. But, um, But the things that I think I am capable of learning, I want to learn it. And if I run up against a roadblock, then I'll find the right person, you know, to, you know, I've already finding people to help guide me and all that. But let's say I run into a major roadblock and I can't do it. Well, then I'd, then I'd go and I'd find somebody, you know, I really respect experts. Um, But it would be no fun for me to hand that job over right now. So...
1: And are you handling all aspects of the business right now? Is there any employees or contractors? I have contra-
0: or I, I work with contractors. Yeah, to to mm-hmm. handle numbers like I have amazing people. Um but yeah, I mean as far as like supply chain and all development and you know, managing fulfillment, marketing, all of it, the content, all of it is still um is still me. Um you know, with help, but you know, still me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You mentioned, uh, you know, you, you kind of, it took a little while, but you took the dive into TikTok. Yeah. What, uh, first, what was your, what was your initial strategy going into it after you did start posting? And then also how is it going for you now?
0: Okay. So when I started posting, like, I, I feel like I dabbled in it this time last year and then just stopped. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm not seeing this. I don't <laughs> know, you know, whatever. And I just stopped and then. Um, a few months ago, I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to watch it a little more, see what's going on. And then you you hear people talking about, you should do this and you should do this and you should do this. And I'm like, well, then I can't think of content. You know what I mean? If I'm always thinking of content that people are going to want to ingest, I'm going to get nowhere. So let me start talking about the things I want to talk about because there's got to be somebody out there. Who, who wants to hear this, who's interested in product development like I am? And I do some fun ones now. Like I'm, I'm learning what <laughs> trending things are and whatnot. Um, but, you know, when I figure, like, yeah, you might say, oh, well, you're not demoing the product all day and you're not doing the same thing, featuring the market market, or featuring the market, market, you know, all of that. But if I'm talking about how it's made, or I'm talking about, you know, like let's, yeah, I don't know, try out this. And you know, somebody asked me if one marker fits, and I'm like, I have no idea. I'll buy it, and we'll try it. And there it is. <laughs> and and um, I love when the questions drive the content. But yeah, basically, it's like, what do I want to talk about? And we had a mini flood in the house the other day, and I had my BBLB, maybe little B, historical box. We had some of the early, early prototypes, things that it went for, or didn't go for. And I'm like. A lot of content in there that'll be fun. Is it moving forward necessarily these products? Um, um, trying to sell in some cases, yeah, in some cases, no. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, it's I wouldn't say it's much of a strategy except for not getting myself bogged down with trying to always think of content, Just yeah, make the content.
1: It all comes down to testing for the most part, yeah. right? Try something new, see if it works. If it works, then start doing more of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's usually pretty simple. But uh Amy, thank you so much for being on the show. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Obviously, give uh, give my i don't want to say condolences. Give, <laughs> uh, give, what's right word. Tell Marlo to feel better.
0: <laughs> I will. I will. Um, thank you so but, uh, much. Yeah.
1: Thank you for being on the show. Everyone who tuned in, obviously thank you as well. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, all we'll that fun stuff on whichever podcast platform you want, or head over to the ecomshow.com to watch the rest of our episodes. But Thank you so much for joining us Amy, thank you as well. You. So we'll see you all next time. Have a go. Thank you for tuning in to the ecom show. Head over to ecomshow.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or on the Blue Tusker YouTube channel. The ecom show is brought to you by Blue Tusker, a full-service digital marketing company specifically for e-commerce sellers looking to accelerate their growth. Go to bluetusker.com now for more information. Make sure to tune in next week for another amazing episode of The Ecom Show.